All right, well, welcome into Bronx Bombers Beat. I am Nate Sheldon, excited to talk to you about things that have been going on this week in the world of Yankees baseball. It was a very good week for the Yankees as they went 6-1 and one against the White Sox and the Rangers. They swept the White Sox in Chicago. Stanton had a couple home runs in that series. He, he was red hot this week as he hit four home runs in total. He loves the month of August. I hope he'll carry that out through the rest of of the season as the Yankees definitely need some power in their lineup. Of course, they brought plenty of that this week as they hammered out five home runs against the Rangers in the opening game of that series. Neil Walker had two home runs. Stanton, of course, had one. Several guys came through clutch with the home runs in that game. And speaking of clutch, Miguel Andahar continues his toward hitting through the second half of the season coming up with huge hits he had a monster two home run home run that gave the Yankees in the lead and the last game of the series against the Rangers just been timely hitting after timely hitting for Miguel Andahar as he has no fear of the rookie wall and just powering through the rest of the season unfortunately the fielding has been a little suspect, as we know. Never was touted as a solid third baseman plus defender. Always was mentioned to be a designated hitter, most likely. But he has been decent with his third base play. Unfortunately, it cost him a game against the Red Sox, we all know. And Boone had him DH for a couple games to kind of get that out of his system. Thankful, fortunately for us... He has not let that affect his hitting as he's, like I said, continued to be red hot with his bat. This week also, Lance Lynn made his starting debut for the Yankees going seven to third innings, had nine strikeouts, gave up no runs as he at one point retired 18 in a row, a career high for him as a pitcher, which, and this kid's been around for a while, so that's pretty impressive feat to walk in on your first start for the Yankees and pitch the way he did. He did give up a run in his second start, but he has just been phenomenal since joining the club, especially as a last-minute uh, acquisition by Cashman at the trade deadline. Severino is still struggling a little bit. He looked a little bit better against the White Sox, but it's the White Sox, so take that for what it's worth. But he did do what he was supposed to. Struck out nine. No walks. Did give up three runs, so he still says he's struggling with his fastball command, and that's been the problem, which would explain why he hadn't been throwing it for a good three or four starts a lot and been mostly sticking with his changeup and his slider. He did work on that a lot more. Looked a little bit better. Velocity did come back up a little bit, but still, he I mean, for him to give up three runs against the White Sox, you know something is still not right. I wonder if it might be him tipping pitches or just the simple fact that he's getting way too much of the plate when he's delivering the ball. I would imagine if he was tipping pitches, the coaches would have figured that out. Rothschild would have worked with him and gotten him squared away to go back out there, and it still wouldn't be a continuing problem. One other note, uh, this week, CC Sabathia was put on the disabled list out of, um, to everybody's surprise, really, 
as he pitched so solidly Sunday against the Rangers. No runs in that outing he had in the win. So he was put on the disabled list with knee inflammation. Of course, that right knee that he wears a brace on all the time has evidently been giving him problems. They're going to let him skip a start most likely and get that rested back up. The flip side of that, Ronald Torres' toe was called up to take a spot on the roster while he is down. Brings a little bit of excitement to the fans. Everybody loves toe. Of course, remember last year, all the fun and excitement he brought with the team in the dugout. Started the toe night show, would interview players in the dugout after they hit a home run. Even had a fake camera and microphone as they did the interview. So maybe bring back a little more fun to the clubhouse and just make everybody relax and have a good time as they're out there playing. Take some of the pressure off of him. Of course, he's also a multi-use infielder. Plays any position in the infield. And he is a very good contact hitter. So I think this is going to be nothing but good for the Yankees. And once the rosters expand to 40, I would definitely say he will stay with the team. Uh, some notes on Aaron Judge. Still says his wrist is sore, doesn't want to pick up a bat until that is pain-free and not going to worry about it. Uh, I would, sounds like it'd probably be another couple weeks until that happens. My opinion, you let that thing rest as long as you need to, so you're ready for the playoffs. You do not, I don't mess with rest, wrist injuries, especially as a hitter. You need your rest, wrist to be strong. So you can get that swing form back that you had to begin with. And there's no hitch in your swing. Until you cause more problems. Uh, Sanchez is working his way back from his groin pull. He has been working out lightly, exercising. Trying to get that stretched out and strengthened up so it does not recur again. So hopefully he, he will make his return on schedule at the end of August, 1st of September and get back we definitely need his catching ability on the field as the running game has been rampant against the Yankees since his stint back on the DL and I think Yankee fans are kind of realizing how much better of a defensive catcher he is than they give him credit for he calls a good game with the pitchers great pitch framing Yes, he does have an occasional pass ball, but as we've seen, Romine has that happen. Every catcher has it happen. Just seems to be magnified more with Gary Sanchez as he sometimes makes it look like he's taking plays off. So hopefully he will get reinserted back into the lineup the 1st of September. Coming up this week, the Yankees have Tampa Bay and Toronto. Uh, they're all at home, so that is definitely good news for the Yankees as their struggles on the road in Tampa Bay have been well documented. You do not want to go back to Tampa Bay anytime soon, so if we can sweep those series, got a three-game set against the Rays and a four-game set against the Blue Jays. If you can go 6-1 and one or 7-0 and oh against those two teams, you're definitely are going to solidify your chances of getting home field advantage in the wild card. Yes, I said wild card because right now there is no shot of them 
catching the Red Sox the way they are playing, just out of this world, record-setting pace that they are on. And it's unfortunate because the Yankees are having a heck of a season also, 74-44, and 44, just playing great baseball themselves. If you remember last year, the month of August, they had a losing record. So this team has definitely improved from where they were last year. Unfortunately, it pales against what the Red Sox are doing and their historic pace. And they are nine and a half games back after that awful series against the Red Sox that had anything and everything wrong happen. So they just need to focus on securing home field advantage against the A's or the Mariners, whoever it happens to be. The A's are still playing great baseball. They continue to gain ground on the Astros. They are putting distance against themselves with the Mariners. So looks like that would most likely be the Yankees opponent in that one guard one game playoff game. So I mean the Yankees on right now are on pace for 102 games and they are gonna most likely have to settle for that in game playoff which just boggles the mind and that tells you how good of a season the Red Sox are having. We all can't stand it, I'm sh- I am guarantee you. And we hope that they, of course, flame out in the postseason like the Mariners did in 2001. And also on top of that, we hope the Yankees are the ones to do it as they did against the Mariners that year as well. That would be just a cherry on top of the cake on top of the ice cream right there if the Yankees could knock them out and possibly the division series because that would most likely be the matchup for the division series as the winner would play the team with the best record which would obviously be the Red Sox so let's just walk down that wild card spot do what you're supposed to do against these lower level teams that you're playing against they're a combined 100 games under 500 do what you did last week go 6 and 1 even better 7 and 0 oh. pad up pad up that win loss column record and kind of give yourself a cushion for when the A's you face the A's in September cuz those are going to be some crucial games as well obviously with the wild card positioning you have any trouble there you have some cushioning between you and the A's would do do you very well if you have if you end up losing that series later on this season so as we look ahead of course we know this month of September is mostly mostly AL East schedule games another chance to pad the schedule of course the only really good team in the AL East is obviously the Red Sox besides the Yankees those games are going to be huge going down the stretch. Get yourself into playoff form. Who knows, maybe catch lightning in a bottle and the Red Sox slip a little bit and you could possibly win the division. Not holding my breath for that, but this is baseball and anything can happen. So we'll see how everything plays out down the stretch. That's going to wrap up this episode for Bronx Bombers Beat. I appreciate you all for listening. And I will talk to you again next week.